book of Ephesians. We're going to use the book of Ephesians for two or three verses and go to somewhere else and look at some things. And I pray today that God might help you and stir you and show you the Word of God. I only want God's Word. That's all I need, tell you the truth. Ain't that some? I don't know where y'all know what you do need. But the Word of God is real. Praise God, you don't need what I got to say. You need what the Word says. So we'll look at that this morning. I pray that the Lord might help you. Amen. All right, turn in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5. We're going to use just a few verses here in just a minute. This will be our text, and uh, I've been working on this message for some time. I started out of the New Testament, studying this little thought, and God gave it to me. It's back when I was uh, preaching on the ladies of the church and the men of the church and the kids of the church a few weeks ago, and I said something of this nature that I'm going to preach on that. Well, I didn't really know I was going to do it that soon, but the Lord God put it in my heart. And so I was studying and studying and went back and looked and changed courses. Went to the Old Testament and started there. Uh, I guess they'd call it the beginning and come through. And the more I got into it, the deeper it got. And uh, I got amazed and here we are. So I pray this morning you'll listen, be very careful about it. I believe it's needful for my course of ministry for all these years. I've always taught and preached that strong men make strong marriages. Now let's look, think about this just a minute. Uh, God don't teach us strong women make strong marriages. He teaches that strong men make strong marriages. Well, strong marriages makes strong families. And strong families make strong churches. And strong churches change the world. Now, that's God's order. You reverse that and you got problems. And that's what we got in America. That's why our homes are falling apart. Our churches are falling apart. Our marriages are falling apart. Our families are falling apart. And our country is falling apart. Now you blame the White House. You blame your house. You blame my house. And you blame God's house. But I want to tell you, problem is with the homes. And so I've got a strong message to preach this morning And we better get at it. I believe every church needs what I'm fixing to preach. I believe every woman needs what I'm fixing to preach. I believe every man needs what I'm fixing to preach. Amen. The only problem I have this morning thinking about this is when the devil shows up. He will. And the first thing he's going to tell you this morning is the message I'm preaching is not of God. It's from me. He's going to tell you that we don't need this. 
He's going to tell you that the message I'm fixing to preach is not from the Bible. He's going to tell you that the message I'm fixing to preach didn't come from the Spirit of God. And if you want to accept that, help yourself. But you better take the base of the Word of God and see where it comes from. Amen. I believe what I'm fixing to preach is from the Word of God. Now would you turn to uh, Romans chapter 15. I'm coming back. To Ephesians, so don't lose your place there. And it says in Ephesians or in Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4. And that goes right along what I just said. The Bible said in verse 4, chapter 15 of the book of Romans, for whatsoever things were written aforetime. Whatsoever things were written aforetime. In other words, what you've what has been written, and in this particular place, it's the Old Testament. Chapter 15 in Romans, verse number 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. God has not wrote this book to take up space to make Him have a doctorate degree as a thesis. Amen. He's given us what was in this book for our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, you know what the Scriptures are, the Word of God, might have hope. Are we there? We're together? All right. What he's telling us is that he's given us all this, that we can see the dangers of our lives in our homes, that we can see our mistakes, we can see our sins, we can see our dangers, we can see our disobediences, we can see our deceptions, and we can see the sins that continue to come, uh, uh, plague us every day. And beloved, every home has that. Amen. We'll find a clear pattern this morning uh, of what's going on. Because I'm going to preach on this morning, the wives of the Bible. The wives of the Bible. And I didn't realize it was this big when I studied it. So I'm probably just going to use this as number one. And uh, we may condense it and go, I've seen some of you shirk and I felt a coldness on the service. And that's why I'm going to pray that God throw the devils to the side when I'm preaching. I want the Word of God to be real. Do you want me to preach the Bible or preach my theory? Amen. But when, you get, when I get through, you're going to think it's my theory. But I want you to remember what I... That's why we're going to look at the verses. That's why we're going to take our time. And if I have to preach five sermons, I'll do it. Alright? Now, I believe we do have problems, don't you? Now... I believe you'll find this morning from the pattern of the Word of God that the majority of the wives that you're going to read and I'm going to read with you this morning and I'm going to preach on is you're going to find out that many of them are just plain out rebels, plain out deceivers, and plain out manipulators. Amen. You can see the clear signs of it. And you're going to find it out when you find how all the devastating sins that they have committed and all the horrible consequences that they brought to their marriage 
and how their husbands have been destroyed by some of them and how they have destroyed themselves and destroyed their children. They've destroyed their families and they've destroyed the nations. You said, preacher, I don't like that. That's all right. But I'm preaching this so you can correct it. Don't make yourself one of these. Do you know why we got LGBTQ stuff in our, in our country today? Women have promoted that. They have. Not me. Mm, you. You know what? If you've got a homosexual boy or a lesbian girl, every mother will love them preciously. And they will take up for them, but they wouldn't take up for mine if they was that way. That's why. And all the school teachers in the school system that won't stand against LGBTQ is simply because they don't hold a they don't hold a standard to the Word of God. Reason they're taking up for them is because they want to keep their job. And they don't want to admit it's all there. Don't blame Washington. Blame the home. Preacher, I didn't come to get all this, no. But you're going to take it home with you if you're going to have to leave one. Amen. Now let's look at it. Somebody said, well, preacher, you're hiding behind the pulpit. No, I'm not hiding behind, I'm not hiding behind the pulpit. Listen, if I was, I wouldn't preach this. This is not a sermon this morning that's going to make me popular. I don't imagine you'll say very many nice things about me when I walk out the door this morning. And I'm sure you're going to chew me up and spit me out at the table today. But I want you to know this one thing. I want to give you a good load. You backed up to the platform. I want to give you the, I want you to be able, ladies, I want you to go out this morning and say, Preacher, I didn't agree with all that, but I sure am glad you told me the truth. Don't worry, I got some things for the men too. And God has given us that. All right, let's go to, let's go to the first wife in the Bible. Who's that? So let's go back to the start. Turn your Bible, please, this morning to the book of Genesis. And I'm turning to chapter number 3. I am no way going to be able to preach all there is about Eve. She's caused us years and years and years and years and centuries of heartache and heartbreak. And no, when I, I know what some of you say, he don't like women. I was married to one for 54 and a half years. She was a precious lady. And she didn't get involved in some of this stuff that the world is involved in today. I'm looking at Genesis chapter number 3. We know it's Eve. She's called in verse number 20 of chapter 3. She's called the, the mother of all living. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl who's ever been born in this world has come through the lineage of Eve. Oh no, God made somebody over here and God made somebody over there. Now, I don't know what bozo fountain you've been drinking from, but I want you to know right now, 
God said she was a mother of all living. She is that. And I appreciate it. Now, I want to tell you this morning what I'm telling you so I can help you. Did you know you can take Eve right here and find every physical and spiritual warfare that you're ever going to face in life, ladies? You have not been faced up with anything any more than Eve has already done. But here's what she did. Jot it down real easy. I'll tell you these things. Some of it I, I'll just skip over, but not, it's not because I want to skip it. It's because i got a lot to say. But the Bible says here and teaches us this morning uh, and teaches in certain ways, she denied the Word of God. She denied the Word of God. Secondly, she defied the Word of God. Thirdly, she rejected the Word of God. She refused the Word of God. She questioned the Word of God. And then she sold a whole human race down the drain. Now you said, what happened? She conversed with Satan in verse number 1. Would you look at that? Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field from the Lord, uh, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. First place, ladies, put it in your calendar, put it in your day book, put it in your ledger, put it in any kind of book you got, watch them little things, what, what, a journal, Put it in your journal right now. Number one, do not converse with Satan. That's right. Amen. And that goes for the men too. That's right. Amen. Why she got in trouble, she went, she conversed with Satan. I, I don't know the whole details. God don't show me that. But she is in the garden with Eden. I mean, in the garden with the devil in Eden there for a long enough time. To catch a conversation with Satan. You said, what should you do? I'll tell you that in a minute. God told Abraham not to eat of that certain fruit. And I said, Abraham, Adam, excuse me. And then Adam, guess what Adam did? He told Eve. She had the correct order. And then... She took it in her own hands. Number two, women don't take nothing into your own hands. You ain't got no Bible on that preacher. Okay, hang on. Grab you another set of fingernails on them pews. And get your toenails and claw them into the Carpet. And I'll show you. All right. So she had a conversation. Actually, I believe it got to be a comfortable conversation. Well, what could she have done? I'll tell you what she should have done. She should have went wherever Adam was and said, Adam, 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 help me. I got a problem. Amen. I just see somebody trying to argue with that. 
come the devil talk to her? Wake your vessel. Wake your vessel. Don't, does that not even, it, what, ain't that in the Bible? It is. It is. Has anybody ever read that in the Bible? Yeah. Amen. Right. It's there, ain't it? Yeah. Sure, it's there. I read it hundreds of times. Yes, sir. He went to her because he knowed there's a great possibility that he could ruin mankind because Adam would not have fallen. That's right. That's right. You don't know that. But the devil did. She eat of that fruit. Preacher, she should not have eaten of that fruit. I say, Amen. 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 A thousand times, Amen. She should not have. Oh, I paid the price. You paid the price. Your kids have paid the price. Your world's paid the price because she did. Are we in the book yet? Still? All right. All right. So she didn't call in Adam. She didn't do it. And so she conversed with Satan. Secondly, she entertained the doubt of the Scriptures. When the devil put doubt to the Word of God, and he always will, I told you a while ago, before this service is over, he's going to get you to thinking I'm preaching my message. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something. This is one of the hardest ones I believe I've ever preached in my life. I've had to put up with this for three days. So what would you preach it for? Because I'm God's man. God told me to preach it. And if I don't, I'll pay the price. I don't want the judgment of God on me. Well, what happened is, she changed the Word of God. I think I preached a message not too long ago, and I said the reason God will not call women to preach is because they change the Word of God. You're going to see the pattern of it here in just a minute. When I read several of these this morning, you're going to find out that they willfully change the Word of God. And if you don't change the words, you change by not doing. And you're saying, I don't believe what God said. Amen. Somebody said, well, what could have happened? She thought she could handle the devil. Ladies, there's not a one of you in here this morning. Men, there's not a one of you either. This morning, handle the devil. He'll throw things at you that you can't put up with. He's got more patience about that than you have. Everybody says men got patience. And that the way they get that from the women because the women want something done. They want it done now. They don't want it next week. And so they say, I tell you, I ain't got patience. I just, and so what happens is they jump in and do it herself. I was going to go amen myself. Hear me. He's too slow. I want him to, yeah, he'll get to it. Leave him alone. He prays over it. He wants to seek the face of God. He don't want to just jump out on a limb. He wants God to take care of it. Amen. You said, but what if my husband ain't saved and he's not a godly man? What am I supposed to do then? Go to him and talk to him about it. 
Just because he's not saved don't mean he's still not the head of the house and you ought to have thought of that before you married him. Show me a place in the Bible that God says the husband's not the head of the house unless he's lost. Now come back to me before I get out of here. And I'll holler back in from the door, I'm sorry. God put the order in. All right, now we know what the rest of the history is. We can stay on Eve for a long time. But I want you to see the pattern. Go to Genesis chapter 16. It gets interesting. Actually, it got scary to me. It got scary the more I read into this. And I'm fixed to come back and preach a message on what your job is in this church, ladies. I put up with some of this in the last six months. Actually, since my wife died, but it didn't get bad until about six months ago. Been going on for quite some time. I've had several women say, you got to do this and you got to do that. I'm telling you on you ladies, every one of you, was trying to baptize this boy right here. I drug my feet a little while. Then we decided we we're going to do something about it. He and I went around, did we not? That's right. Hunting us a place to find. We don't have a baptistry here. So we went around finding us a place to baptize. And according to the water and the, that we've had, most of it washed out, hadn't it? That's right. I went over here to Pitts Park. We've done that over there before. Looked down and I thought, Lord have mercy, I'd have to have a <laughs> rope and a, yeah, a helicopter <laughs> drop us off in there. <laughs> went to some other place. I've never seen such holes. Were, and I thought, we get in here, we won't get out. Yeah. I can't swim. So I'm looking at for me, of course. And then he came up and said, you know, if you don't get him baptized pretty soon, it's going to be too cold. More than one woman done this. Ladies, I want to tell you something. That is none of your property. That is none of your business. And if you think you are, you better get an altar and get right with God. It's not your business. Well, I'm just trying to take care of business. I know you were. It's my business. And if I need an associate or a, or a, a I mean, what do you call him? They call him something. Tell me, sir. Assistant. Yeah. Perception. No, like, I know. Ain't what I'm looking for. Well, I can't think of the name, but I'm telling you this: when I get to where I need an associate. You're going to need more than that. Anything with two heads is a freak. A lot of preachers have got senior pastors, all kinds of them. Amen. And if they get one good one, they won't need another. Show me in the Bible where God called Elijah an associate. Where He called Moses an associate. He moved in one after he moved them out. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm getting into some 
stuff here tonight or today you probably don't care. And I, I, I eat a good breakfast. I don't have to leave early. And if you get hungry before I do, you'll just have to leave. Leave your address, I'll send you a copy of what I'm preaching. You hear me? Amen. Then another one comes along and says, You know, you're going out to baptize. Nah, 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 nah. And I look at him and I say, Are you going to be baptized? They say, No. Are you going to do the baptizing? No. Well, what are you worrying for? Well, I don't, it's going to be so cold. I baptized in January. I baptized in February. I baptized in March. I baptized in November. I baptized in December. The water don't scare me. God takes, why you'll get sick. Trust God for it. I've never got sick baptizing people. That's just the way women think. Now, ladies, I'm not knocking you. I was married to one for 54 and a half years. Loved her to death. I wish he could come back and help me now. I didn't have these problems when I had her. Amen. So I hope you understand it. Well, did we get the second one? We just went to the chapter, didn't we? Genesis 16. I want us to read four verses in Genesis 16. Now, if I've got this right, this has been the second wife that's mentioned. There have been a lot of them. Have you ever wondered, ladies, why God put in Genesis chapter 5 and he died? He had children and he died. Did you know God never gave you uh, the, the obituaries of the women in chapter 5? You know why? Because it was the men he was going to use. Now the woman has got a job. She is to help that man do the work that God wants him to do and she's only to help her husband and not somebody else's. I know I'm telling the truth. Ladies, you got a job and an obligation to your husband, to your husband only. And not to anybody else's husband in here or out there. Did I need to say it again? I can. Does I say it again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Look at chapter 16, verse 1. Now, Sarai, before she got right with God, had the I on her name. When she got really right with God, God took the I off. And she became Sarah. And there's a meaning. I won't have time for them. I'll get off on something else. And now Sarah, Abrams, matter of fact, he was Abram to God changed him to Abraham. As old Mays Jackson said, he put the ham on him. And Sarah, I said, uh, uh, and, uh, now Sarah Abraham's wife bare him no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Let me just throw this in. I won't try to stay on this. Where did Sarai get Hagar? Out of Egypt. Anything you got from Egypt today, you need to get rid of. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in 
unto my maid. This is about as low as any lady can get. This is about like Lot saying you can have my two daughters that have not known men. Go in unto my maid, it may be that I may obtain children by her. You wonder where all this practice comes from today? This ain't something new. Wickedness has been around since day one. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. He should not have. And Sarah, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar and she conceived and when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. That is what's wrong with homes all over America. They run around on their husbands and their wives and they got Children from this and that and and now they can't get along. I know some of them is married and they fight like cats and dogs. I told you I was going to get off on something else. That ain't what I wanted to get on to. And he went in unto Hagar. See that? And she conceived. All right. You said, what should Abraham done? He should have said, look here, Sarah. If this is not going to happen, we're going outside and we're going to talk. And when we're out there talking, you get your servants to get that woman out of here, get her back to Egypt, and this ain't going to happen. He didn't. And I'll tell you why. Men love their wives and it's hard to turn them down. Number two wife. What did she do? She caused a terrible nation to rise up against Israel and they got problems today all over the world. How did it work out, Sarah? Not too well. Amen? What did she do? She doubted the Word of God. She disbelieved the Word of God. She defied the Word of God. Amen. And she took matters into her own hands. Because God has lied to me, she said, and because He hasn't given us the child He said He is going to give us, she just didn't give God time enough. Our time and God's times are two different things. And I told you a while ago, women, they're, they're real care, uh, you know, they want to get it done right then. Honey, I need my. Flower gardens plowed. I want to sow my flowers tomorrow. So he just it's in the late afternoon. He decides he'll just eat, take time, and and she keeps watching him. Notices he don't get up, and go out, and she said, "You know, I I do want my flower gardens plowed. If you can crank that old thing, I'll crank. I'll try it myself." <laughs> so you see him putting his shoes on. Clothes on, going outside, and at eight thirty, he's plowing her f- flower gardens. Tell me it don't work like that. You're out of line, ladies. Oh, 
all right. He refused her request, and so she took it on her own. Guess what happened? Sarah had it go. Well, we had a few little problems. Now we got terrible nations fighting against each other. Slide over, please, to the book of Joshua. I ain't even paying no attention to the time. I don't really care what time it is. I'm not preaching tonight. Brother Burl is. And I'm going to give you a double sermon this morning. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. I want us to go down into uh, the Word of God in verse number 15. And it said in Joshua 24, 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, darling, honey, would it be alright if we served God? He looked at his wife and said, Darling, don't you think we should serve God? I'm going to suggest that we do that today. Now, ain't nobody seen that, have they? You know why? It ain't there. He said, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. He didn't even ask her in whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua made the decision for him and his whole household. Men, it is your job to get your house in order and get it all right and make everything work right. It's your job for the spiritual part. But I just like to see things change and do at the church. Well, amen. Go your proper route. Talk to your husband. If you need the floor swept, get your broom and sweep it and shut your mouth or either talk to your husband about it. And if you don't have a husband, you do what you ought to do. That's the only time I would even allow a woman to come and tell me that I've been allowing it. But I'm telling you today, no! You got something you want done at the church, you got a husband, you tell him what you want, he's going to come to me, and I'm not no booger. And if it's right, and if you ladies ain't got a husband, get you one of those men that you know will listen to you. Not, not ply them around. And, but you tell you got something from the Bible you know needs to be changed. Do it. But don't you come in a sling and you ain't done this. You need to do this. I'm not listening no more. You ladies have pushed me here. And I didn't know the Bible was backing me up this good either. Said, you don't really care. I do care. My primary emphasis is this church. I don't have a wife. My kids are grown. 
And they don't show up half the time when they do need them. Say, man, there. <laughs> They're out of town. Can't help me then. And look, I can't find y'all. I got some of y'all try to call every once in a while. I can't get you no more. You understand him? If you men can't get me on the phone, just you know where I live. Come over and see me. I usually answer. Some of you text me and I can't get the sound to work. I text a few and I don't guess you get my sound, but that don't make no difference. We can get together. So what happened? Well, let's just go to the next one, okay? Let's go to let's go to uh, let's go to chapter. 19 of Genesis. I'll rush them quicker, okay? Can I rush them quicker? Please, preacher, please. I think I can give you enough to understand. Do you see the pattern already out of two? It don't get no better. Matter of fact, every one I've got this morning is tough. In Genesis chapter 19, verses 12 through 15, you can jot this down and go home and read it when you get there. In Genesis 19, 12 through 15, what's happened? I'll just read verse 15, verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and, son, and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. Now, in verse 14, And Lot went out, and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said unto the un, up, Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law, sons-in-law. Now do you know who did not go out with him when he went out to talk to his sons-in-law? Who didn't? His wife! Yeah. That's what I'm preaching on. Yeah. Why didn't she go out? She didn't want to leave Sodom. She wanted to stay in Sodom. But then when she went out, she looked back. Somebody said because she loved her kids so well. Well, she has taken two of them with her. And there was three, uh, two of them staying behind. Now, if she loved one or two of them better than others, you'd have thought she would at least have kept her going in one direction so she would at least spared two of them. But she lost them all. Are you seeing this in the Word of God? She turned, turned a pillar of salt, and then she lost it out there in the wilderness. Amen. I'll go on to another one. Let's go to Genesis 27. Let's go to Genesis 27. Let me back up. And we'll get that. In Genesis 27, we want to look, please, to verse 11. I've got an Exodus here. I might get, almost get back there. 27, 11. The Bible said this, And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, who was Rebecca? Isaac's wife. You remember her? 
Behold, Esau, my brother, is a... Well, let's look at what she said in verse 11. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. There was Jacob and Esau. Jacob, Esau was the firstborn, and Isaac was fixing to bless the firstborn and die. And Rebekah said, he can't do that. He's going to have to bless you, Jacob. Jacob said, I'm not the firstborn, but we're going to fix it to where you're going to be the one that's blessed. You know what she was? She was a deceiver. And then she looked down here and told him to do something is even against the word of God. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. What do you mean by that? Jacob knew, or Isaac knew, who his sons were. And the hairy one was Esau, who was due for the inheritance. And Rebekah said, What we're going to do is I'm going to camouflage and make you look or smell like and look like and feel like your brother Esau, and you're going to get the blessing. Mama done that. The wife done that. Pretty conniving, is it? She got what she wanted, but did she enjoy it? Let me just give you this and I'll go on. She's, uh, they, they had a problem. We know what happened. Jacob got the blessing. Esau and Jacob. You remember in the Word of God, uh, uh, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. And the reason is because Esau sold his birthright to his brother. And mama's going to change it. And what she did... She got it changed to that degree all right. But guess what happened? It backfired. So now they know Esau is going to kill Jacob and he's going to have that problem. So what she did, uh, let me see if I can find the verse to show you in chapter 27, verses 42. It said here, And these words Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, proposing to kill thee. Then she said, Now therefore, my son, and this is the second time she said it, Obey my voice. That's what she done. What boy wouldn't obey his mama's voice? She's a conniver. Obey my voice and arise, flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away. You go and stay with him a few days and let this cool over, let this uh, calm down, and then you can come home. It was 20 years before he came home. How'd it go for you? Well, I died in the, in the time. She never saw him again. 20 years passed. And she died before he ever came. How'd it work out for you? Are you understanding this this morning? 
Ladies, you can't trample. Listen, you want to do your job? You want to glorify God? You want to honor God? You want to bless God and get God to bless you? You grab a hold of that husband you married, and brother, you do the jobs you're supposed to do with him, and you leave everything else alone. Get your mind set on God. Amen. And your husband. God ain't got you no place like that in the church to do those things. That's the reason He said, I'm jumping ahead. That's the reason He said over there, women keep silence in the churches. All right. Is this plain enough? Hope you understand it. All right, let's go to the next in Genesis chapter 31. This is just out of the first book of the Bible. We're going to get some more in a minute. I've got to hurry. I've got to hurry. Oh, I've got to hurry. I'd hate to go home right now and you don't get the rest of it. Genesis 31, 19. Genesis 31, 19 through 35. Now we're going to see Jacob's wife. Her name is Rachel. Rachel was a thief. She is an adulterer. She was a liar. You said that about those women? Yes, I did, didn't I? Let's look down at verse 35. Well, let's go back to verse 30. And Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the two maidservants' tents, but he found them not. What? What couldn't he find? He couldn't find his idols. He accused Jacob of getting his idols. Then went he out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. And he's, he's come in and I just, I'll just look at her. Help yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look at verse 35. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise up before thee. For the custom of women is upon me. It's my time of the month. And he searched but found not the images. She lied! Isn't that bad? But she got her husband accused of being a thief. How about it? Do you see the pattern? All right. Let's go to Genesis 39. Genesis 39. It's probably the longest you've ever spent one on the first day of the year in church. Genesis 39, verse 10 through 20. And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. This is Joseph. And this is not his wife, but it's Potiphar's wife. And she tried to get him to lay with her. So she was a betrayer and a liar. And because he left his coat and didn't take it with him, she lied on him and got him put in prison. But God had a purpose for that. He raised him up. Said, oh, she done God a will, a God's will. No, she didn't. She brought problems to herself. Yeah, that's right. Let's turn to Job chapter two. 
I was, I'm not saying much on these. You're just seeing the pattern, aren't you? That's what I want you to see. Go to Job. Unfortunately, I can't give you her name. But Job had a wife. We're going to the second chapter of Job. I'll give you a little time to turn there because it's hard for me to turn there. I don't have my own mark. Job chapter 2, verse number 9 and 10 says, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? If all in all this did not Job sin with his lips. At the time in the life of Job, when he probably needed his wife more then than he ever needed her in his entire marriage. She said, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Now ladies, I'm not putting you down. You've got a special place. And if you get happy with your special place and do it to the fullest, but every time you step over, and after I preach this message, I guarantee you God reminds you. And I don't believe it will be as easy for you next time. Guess what happens? He said, won't you just curse God and die? Well, that must have been some terrible job. I was married 54 and a half years. My wife said some terrible things a few times, just like some of you women have. There ain't no man in here going to stand up and tell me that today because he's going to have to go home and eat your beans. <laughs> but he knows, and you know, I'm telling the truth. And let's go to the num- book of Numbers. I'm backing up, back and forth. Numbers chapter 12. Exodus, Leviticus, and then Numbers. Numbers Chapter number 12. Numbers 12. Are you tired? I am. But let's look. This is not a wife, but it's a sister. But I want to say to you men, you could also have a wife, a sister, an aunt, a mother, a cousin, or anybody else in the family that can stir you wrong to. Women don't mind putting in their two cents when they think it's in to make dollars for them. All right. Numbers chapter 12, verses 1 through 15. I'm not going to read all that. But Miriam rose up and said, Moses, you take too much on you. I'm your sister. Why can't I help you a little bit? Or a wife will say, I'm a husband, I'm, I'm your hu- you're my husband, and I'm your wife. Why can't I help you a little bit? Oh, you can. Just do it right. You're going to try to finagle something? You're on the wrong end. Just because you're a wife, there's certain things you don't have a responsibility for, nor a, re- a I mean, an opportunity either. And you don't do it. Just because you're a man, you don't have the right over a wife on certain things, 
She's got her life to live. I've thought about some of this stuff. Wife says, I've got this problem. And she's had lots of problems. So the first thing you do is you don't pay much attention to her and you don't say, well, let's talk about it. Men, you've been there. That woman you're married to has got needs just like you have. And you're not to ignore her needs. And when she's got something she needs to talk about, stop and talk to her. Ladies, I do love you. That's my job. I'm supposed to tell you these things. So Miriam says, you take too much on you. Well, in earlier part of the book of Numbers, you'll find that in the first part, I believe it's the second chapter, that Moses married the Ethiopian uh, or is it, was it Ethiopian? Yeah, okay. That's right. And uh, now Miriam and her brother, she's even trying to rule both of those boys. Do you see this? This is a pattern, ladies. Guess what? It didn't work. She thought she had, it, had him dead to right. You married an Ethiopian. You ain't got a right to be. But you got to go back and find out in the second chapter, Moses is on the backside of the desert. He's been in Egypt uh, down there for 40 years. He's out there and God's re-educated him. And the Israelites are still in, uh, in Egypt when that happened. Yeah. He didn't know nothing about no law. Law didn't show up to the 20th chapter of Exodus. They're out of Egypt. That's when they got the law. Now they're trying to accuse uh, Moses of something that he didn't even know nothing about. And I'm sure Miriam's saying, I got him dead to right. Got him dead to right. I got him dead to right. And God come out and judged it. And he put Moses, or, uh, not Moses, but Miriam, she had her hand to turn leprous. And then he raised her up from the leprous and put her outside the camp for seven days. So it backfired. Ladies, you play around with God and it'll backfire every time. It may take a few years, but he'll get it. Second Samuel 11, 1 through 5, Bathsheba taking a bath. Out in front of David. David sins after commits adultery. She gets pregnant and then the baby dies. How'd it go for you, Bathsheba? What about Solomon's wives? Deuteronomy chapter 7, 1 through 4. It tells you there that that Solomon's wives uh, took his heart away from God. Judges 16. You find a woman by the name of Delilah. Not It wasn't Samson's wife. It was Samson's live-in. His shack up. She confused him, deceived him, and they put his eyes out. We find Ahab's wife in Second King or First Kings, chapter sixteen, and Jezebel, 
the wicked king who's married to the wicked, uh, I mean the wicked queen married to the wicked king. And she lied and she killed Naboth and they licked her blood up and eat her flesh up except her skull and her hands. The head she was thinking evil with and the hands she was performing bad with. The dogs wouldn't even touch them. What about Matthew chapter 14, Herodias, who was the, was the shack up of Herod, who was Philip's wife, and she belonged to Philip. Herodias brought her out there. I'm, I'm wanting to say she's 12, she's somewhere young. But she got to dancing, had that little girl dancing out there in front of and then her mama told her said you ask for John the Baptist head on a charger John the Baptist lost his head because of that can you see the pattern ladies you'll probably be mad at me for two weeks three months But that's all right. Somebody's got to tell you. Has anybody ever told you this? How many's heard a sermon on this before? Well, I done made you so mad you won't even cooperate. <laughs> Somebody had to tell you. I hate to tell you. It's not my pleasure. Well, I don't hate to tell you it's not my I, I hate to tell you that I didn't pick this as my pleasure to tell you. But I sure can eat good today whether you can or not. All right. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I pray that God might help us.